Hey everyone, welcome to the Best Bet Corner, a Sunbet production. I'm your host, Harry. I've got the Parlay Kid on again. He has been on fire. Uh, Parlay Kid, Brother Bry was on his brother last week on the show, giving out excellent analysis on UFC fighting. Uh, we all collected a little bit on that. Um, Parlay Kid also, we'll get to the golf in a bit too, where he was dead on again. Uh, and I would just want to thank Brother Bry and the Parlay Kid for being on last week. Parlay Kid's been on a, a fixture on the Best Bet Corner lately. So, again, uh, the Parlay Kid, great job last week in the UFC. And also, um, Colin Morikawa to win the tournament last week in Muirfield Village. And you nailed it. So, thanks again, Parlay Kid. Welcome to the show again. Thanks for having me again, Harry. Of course. I mean, last week was... Uh, what a great ending it was to the golf uh, between Morikawa and Justin Thomas. Uh, I know Brother Bry, who, who uh, couldn't make the show today, uh, it was tossed. It was like a roller coaster for him because he had Justin <laughs> Thomas and he's sending us explicit text messages where uh, showing his uh, displeasure, I would say, to say the least. And um, but you had Morikawa, you nailed it. And, I, and also in Odds USA, uh, who I write for as well. I gave out Morikawa first round at 50 to one to be the leader in that one as well. So we were all over it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's look, there's some uh, luck involved, but you know, you do some uh, homework on it and you know, you look at the course and who it favors. And I thought we both thought Morikawa coming off uh, his only professional, not non cut, right. His tournament before took a week off. And yeah. he just had a feeling he was going to come back uh, stronger than ever. And he did with a little help of uh, Justin Thomas fading at the very end. Oh, three stroke lead with three holes left. And uh, the odds were overwhelming at that point for Thomas to finish it off. And he just didn't. And that's golf, right? It just, man, just you miss, miss by an inch and. It is. Uh, it it is. can cost it, you. And it, it did for him. And Morikawa made some unbelievable shots down the stretch, too, to even, you know, get it to, to even. And uh, incre incredible golf, incredible matchup. Too bad uh, we could hardly watch it, you know. Uh, <laughs> it was, was that something? Was, I mean, it was, that we have to mention that because that was, that was, uh, I, I know, uh, uh, me, uh, I mentioned to Cousin Sal, uh, me, you, and Brian. By the way, I think I forgot to mention, in case anyone doesn't know out there, where we make up the uh, Degenerate Trifecta on Cousin Sal's Against All Odd podcast. Um, so, uh, and Sal and I were texting, thinking that in this situation, like, when have we ever seen better golf down the stretch like this, where putts were being made from so far away, birdies being made, uh, putts that have to be made to move on, and it happens. And we aren't able to watch it because of this rain or whatever the weather was pushed it uh, up way early, so we, nobody could see it. And uh, and especially here, I didn't I was I didn't know that you guys couldn't see it because here on the West Coast we couldn't. Uh, Sal told me he was watching it like online, so then I went back online and I saw where it was, but it was slow and delayed. Exactly. And, and cut in, cut out. But I mean, how do you not just, especially with the way the world is today in sports? How do you not just how does CBS just not automatically decide? I don't care what's on right now on a Sunday morning. We're going to go golf live now. It, it makes no sense. Uh, and at that point, I guess because they have the rights, the golf channel can't even broadcast it either. You know, so 
Uh, yeah, I, wh- why wouldn't you put that over anything else you had on <laughs> at at those other time slots? I guess it's all contracts and whatever, but that was very disappointing. You know, watching it on my phone, a little behind. I'm getting I'm getting messages from Brian and Sal uh, and you that uh, seem to just be like a step behind everybody. And I'm just like, why am I even watching this for at this point on the phone? Because I'm getting messages. Before, before I'm even seeing things happen. So it was, it was rough, but a great tournament nonetheless. And I would expect to see the same this weekend. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we've, we've this, and, and because of COVID-19 and everything that's going on and tough scheduling with everything, they came up with this tournament last week and then now have uh, uh, the Memorial this week in the same venue in Dublin, Ohio, Mirfield Village uh, Golf Club. I've been here, by the way, Darren. I've been to that course. Yeah. Uh, nice. And, uh, and um, so a lot of these golfers just hanging out, staying in that area. Some played some, some, play, some, some players are playing this week that didn't play last week. Uh, Byron DeChambeau, who won two weeks ago, didn't play last week. He's playing this week. He's the 2018 winner here. And I think we have to make a comment or two here about the return of a one Tiger Woods this week to the Memorial where he is one five times, but hasn't won in the last 11 years here. Yeah, that's uh, adds to the drama this weekend, right? So uh, you have DeChambeau playing uh, unbelievably well. Thomas is back. Morikawa's back. Rory is back. You know, this this tournament is elite. And and we're going to talk about it, too. And I think we got we got Brooks Kepka, who I think found his game late last weekend on this course. And albeit, they're going to tweak this course a little bit from what I understand. So it might not play exactly like it just did, but, you know, I guess I would think it's still a little bit of an advantage for uh, the golfers who played on it this past weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, I mean, I think they're going to let it uh, let uh, the grass grow out a little bit, make it a bit tougher. Uh, last week's total overall for the whole four days was two sixty eight and a half. Again, I'm going to mention Brother Bry uh, in, in case you I, I think you knew, too, Darren, what he, what had happened to him, where he had um, he had under the two sixty eight and a half. And uh, if uh, it, I don't even know how much money it cost him because he needed he had that, I think, for, a, you know, a few shekels, and he also had Justin Thomas. So uh, what a what a what a terrible putt to miss, and it goes to two, and it lands two sixty nine. <laughs> Unbelievable! And leave it up to you to point that out very quickly in our text messaging to uh, to to bring that up real quick. I, it was well, like, in, well, <laughs> <laughs> in fairness to me, in fairness to me, I actually didn't know Bry right. had a bet right. on that until then. He texted afterwards. I did not know. But this week, Darren, they've made it uh, the uh, if you want the over, you got to lay a buck thirty five. But it's sitting in it's like I said, last week was two sixty eight and a half. If you want the over or under here, it's laying it's sitting at two seventy one and a half this week. Wow. I, you were touting the under, I believe, last week, too. Right. Were you tout? I thought you were. I was. Yeah, I was. Which made sense. Yep. And it, it certainly should have gone under at that point. But yeah, and this week. Wow. So this week it's. 271 and a half, did you say? If, if, yeah, and if you want the over, you got to lay a buck 35. Wow. Uh-oh. Okay. Interesting. Let's go. With, let's take the under. I, I like the under. I also like, I know you, you're, you might be jumping on with me. I've, uh, I've already put in, uh, considering like I, like I said, you hit Morikawa last week, dead on and on, uh, bestbetcorner.com people, if you want to go and read my articles, they're all there 
Um, my buddy, uh, Eric Cohen, who I do a radio show with here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona on local radio, um, has put it together where we do a contest. Me, uh, him and uh, the parlay kid. Darren, you've joined for two weeks now and you hit Morikawa. So you're in the lead right now as of uh, I, I hit a couple too. I had Woodland top 10. I had that there would be a playoff at three to one. Um, and uh, so I had a few. Eric didn't hit anything. So it's right now after a couple of weeks, you're in the lead. That's nice. That's nice. It's a fun little thing to do. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And a couple of things that I've noticed here too, Darren, like, uh, you know, um, the yes for a playoff is again, plus 300. And it's hit four out of six, four of the last six at Mirfield Village have hit. And if you include last week, five out of seven. Wow. Uh, yeah. Then you get nice odds and you got so many good players in this tournament. You could see it being nip and tuck right down to the very end. So not a bad at, at plus 300. Yeah, I uh, like that. And like I said, you you nailed Morikawa. I nailed Morikawa first uh, uh, to lead after the first round at 50 to one last week. I'm going to try it again. I think like I, said, I was just about to mention, you're, you're thinking to jump in on. I like Patrick Cantlay here in the spot. Jumped on it, Harry. I already jumped did on it, it. Did it? Nice. Because uh, because I've seen 33 to one. I've seen 30 to one. Um, this is a situation where he's the defending champ at Mirfield Village. Uh, the year before that, well, when I mentioned DeChambeau won, um, Cantlay finished fourth. This is only a second tournament back from the layover um, and the layoff. So uh, th this should be interesting to see how he plays out here. He plays well here. And I think last week, Darren, even though he finished seventh, it took him a little bit to get going. And he was he was actually a little bit a little bit on Friday in jeopardy of not even making the cut. He needed to get going a little bit on the back nine, which he did. And then he parlayed that into a top seven finish. He tied for seventh. But I think on Sunday with his 65, that that may just get him really rolling on a course he really does well at. Yeah, this is a really smart bet here, Harry, to just lay a little bit of money on Cantley to be the leader after the first round at 30 to one, uh, you know, and we're doing it, too, because we keep sitting here saying, you know, giving out some of these bets and then, you know, winning some money. But boy, if we were betting everything we we're talking about, we'd be up a lot more right now. So I think we're saying like, hey, let's do it. Let's put a little bit. You don't have to put a lot. Look at 30 to one. You don't have to put a lot on to win a lot right here. Right. So um, that's what you and I are doing. So um, I think he's got a shot here, Harry. I do. Yeah. I mean, I just, it, it's again, you mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes it's the player at the course that they fit good at, that they just play well at that they can use their irons at. And this is a course that he can do that at. And he's been great. Look at a couple other guys here last week. I know you, uh, you we put me and you both had uh, um, Victor Hovland, um, to do things. Uh, we had him to win. Uh, he didn't win, but boy, is this kid something else? 22 years old. Uh, he's already like, I believe he's 21st ranked in the world uh, at 22 years old. Um, Darren, th this kid was plus three, plus three after 10 holes on Thursday. And he ends up getting a third place finish. I know I text you guys about his percentage of how many birdies he had over the last like two and a half uh, days. 
Uh, he's just been something else. I think he's the he's by far he's taken over as the best Oklahoma State cowboy um, on tour. Sorry, Ricky Fowler, uh, but he and and uh, and Matthew Wolf. But Hovland has been unbelievable. He, and some somehow, some way, uh, Darren, maybe you can f- figure this out for me. Um, he's got he's in a matchup this week against uh Matsuyama, who's been playing decent in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama's been playing decent, but Matsuyama's a 130 favorite over Hovland here. Uh, Hovland can get it even money. I just think that Mats didn't play good on Sunday. Hovland's just been outstanding. He's top of the leaderboard every single week this kid plays. Um, I think you got the wrong favorite here. I like Hovland over Matsuyama. Harry, absolutely. Uh, the kid is a horse right now, and you got to ride him until uh, he proves otherwise. So uh, I think... Uh, there's been nothing in his game that has showed any type of let up. I know some people are saying, well, maybe he's getting a little tired. This is his sixth straight tournament. He hasn't taken a break, but he's playing very good golf. And like you said, had he not gotten off to a slow start last week, he might've won that tournament really. So uh, I know he maybe faded a little down the stretch. I think once he realized he couldn't, he couldn't win it. What do you do? 70, 71 on Sunday, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I think I think he saw the writing on the wall. Maybe just let up a little bit, and it was one of those things. But he really has really been uh, like DeChambeau coming out uh, over the last uh, month or two. Just a super reliable golfer. Uh, much more reliable than Matsuyama at this point, as far as I'm concerned. And if you're getting him at even odds in that matchup, yeah, I like that, Harry. Yeah, I, I think, I think again, you got the wrong favorite up there. I, I think uh, as, as, as Matsuyama, 130, I just think that's way too high. And also, and also I'm going to go against Matsuyama and another one too. Uh, I did call out for a guy, a couple of guys that uh, follow us a lot on Twitter, Darren. They were asking me um, who to fade this past week in golf, and I gave out Brooks Kepka. I just think that he was going to be trying a lot of stuff out last week and not really, uh, you know, playing to win. Which, if that makes sense at all, which I think he's done, he did last week. He missed the cut. He did play well down the last nine holes. I think he went four under the last nine holes to get close, but still missed the cut. Um, and I think he's going to show up big time this week and be ready when the big boys are here. Like we said, uh, Dustin Johnson, Rory uh, are here playing. Um, Tiger again playing. Webb Simpson playing. So I think this is going to be a scene where Brooks shines and you can get him at plus 130. Plus 130 to beat Matsuyama in a matchup. Again, I don't think you and I have ever agreed this much ever on on uh, consecutive picks ever. But, you know, I've said that in the beginning of the week. I think he's a guy you can maybe ride here to win this whole thing. He struggled coming out of the gate last week. True. He uh, was a little shaken off some rust. Uh, I know Brother Bry had some money on him to make the cut. He was five over. Late, you know, late in this tournament, and they ended up one under, uh, and almost made the cut out of nowhere. It seemed like it seemed like he was left to dead, and I think he found his game a little bit, and I think he's going to come out strong. I think, I think you could get him at twenty eight to one too to win this whole thing, and I think he might be a guy to put a little bit of money on too to win this whole thing. I think star started event, he's going to be very motivated. Uh, I think he's, you know, it's been it's been a little bit for him since 
Maybe he's won and uh, he might be due right here. So I think get some good odds on him because he hasn't been obviously didn't play great last week. And I think that's going to favor him in terms of odds this week. So he's another guy I'm going to jump on. But I do love that matchup, too, over Matsuyama as well. Absolutely. And, you know, a guy, another guy, Darren, who didn't play well last week, who I gave out was Mark Leishman. I'll tell you, the uh, the big Australian, he was three under through ten. Uh, excuse me, three under through nine. And then in his next 27 holes, he goes plus eight. And this guy is a top 25 player in the world. I couldn't believe what I was seeing on Friday from this guy. Uh, and especially since he likes this course too, Darren, in the past four out of five Memorial tournaments, he's finished in the top 15. Uh, like I said, four, four of those times. Um, and you can get him at top 20 right now based on, uh, I know me and you in the contest here have him to actually win it at 90 to one, but um, in our uh, bestbetcorner.com contest, but uh, Leishman, you can get top 20. And like I said, for the last five years, he's hit top 15. You can get him at top 20 at plus 240. I think that line is inflated based on how bad he played last week. So I think at plus 240, boy, that that's a pretty price too. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, as the pros that they are, seem to bounce back after after a bad performance. They refocus and they tend to bounce back. Plus 240, boy. I got to think of something to parlay that with, too, for some big money here, Harry. That's uh, I like that, too. Wow. We're in agreement all day long here. Well, we should uh, either it's going to be a great weekend for us or we're going to be miserable again. Well, we're going to or or we're going to have to just or basically what we'll have to do is be miserable until we get to NASCAR and then I give out more winners. Well, <laughs> listen, I know I went two and listen. OK, I, I did go two and four in my uh, best bet corner pick six, uh, six pack picks. I did go two and four. So uh, that does now put me at uh, 42 and six. 18, 42 and 18. That's 10 six packs at 42 and 18. And I did, you know, give me a little credit. I did give out Truex for top three. He was there the whole time. Well, it depends if you want to say you gave him out to top three or if you gave him out to win, which you gave both, <laughs> which and I, Harry, I, I still, I st- which gosh, come on. That should have been there. Or at least at least let him have the chance with Harv. I know Brian, another pick. No, Brian had Harvick at four to one. <laughs> was in the I mean, lead at least to the very end. Right. He had the lead, right? I th- it was going back and forth between Truex and Harvick. Somehow Custer wins. And what did he go off at? What were his odds to win? I mean, uh, uh, I saw we saw reports that were it was three hundred one hundred and seventy five. I also saw reports at three hundred to one. Yeah. How about that one guy that we were reading about? Somebody sent it to us on Twitter. Um, somebody had Custer to win and the guy bailed out late, like late in the race at plus one twenty. Like he he got. He bailed out on Custer somehow, uh, did some type of swap and uh, bailed out a plus 120 and then could have won. I think it was some ridiculous amount, like $30,000 or something. I might be exaggerating with that, but it might have been that high. And I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go crazy into this. And, and brother Bry uh, is, is is great when he loses. Sometimes I think he likes losing the way the way. Is the, but but, you know, it would have been nice. And he and he can take losing with oh, the, the best of it. He can yes, take it. He can but, take but, it with the best of them. 
But he can. But you know what sucks is that in that situation to have something like that at four to one with Harvick. And if you lose and Truex beats you on those last three, four laps because he's just the better driver there, you can accept that. But when Kenseth goes down, who's like in 28th place, and then you have to do the restart and everyone's bunched together. And even at that point, you are not guaranteed anything because you're so close together. You you know how lucky I was to pull to win my, my top three on Truex. He got bumped like three times in that last start where he could have easily slid, slid, hit the wall, and he doesn't finish. And it's it's it really is that crazy. Yeah, it's it's to me again. I don't know the ins and outs of NASCAR like maybe you do or some a lot of other people, but it seems way too dicey and too random for me to wager on. It just seems too random to wager on. I I don't know. It's funny. Like we might like, like uh, if there's 300 laps in the race and we're in like lap, like uh, I don't know, maybe like 135. Uh, it's funny when uh, after we have a couple texts between me, Sal and Brian a little bit, you'll, you'll just throw in who's winning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it because, and you might have a bet on it too. I'm not saying you don't have a bet on it. You might, but, and you could care less until the last 15 laps. Well, that's, and that's smart. That's the thing. And that's why um, with five kids, with five kids, you can't take away their time with stupid NASCAR. Well, look, I don't want to insult anybody who likes NASCAR because there is a very there's a lot of people love it. And like I said, I think they I don't want to say stupid NASCAR, but I'm not saying stupid NASCAR. I'm I'm loving it. I'm love betting on it. I mean, stupid NASCAR. Right. I don't mean stupid. I just mean stupid as in these rules and you don't know what's going to happen at the end. That's what I meant. I, I just that's the thing is I don't understand some of these things that are going on because we've never really NASCAR is one thing until uh, this pandemic and, and being that NASCAR got NASCAR got things started again and we started watching it. We hadn't really been uh, really NASCAR guys. And now that we're watching it. I still got to figure out what's going on, the nuances of the sport. And, uh, but look, it does, it's, it obviously you're having a blast betting on it. I just find it's an odd shark. Odd odd sharks had me covered a lot and I have no problem. I love doing, I mean, whatever it's sports, I'm not complaining, but you know, it's a lot of new stuff to me too. Yeah. And just like I said, it can be so random. A guy could be in first, fall back to 23rd uh, or vice versa. It seems like, um, so, Maybe maybe you should get a guest on. Maybe you should get a guest on. You know, open up your wallet, right? I mean, you 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 know, the money you're paying people to come on here is it's it's very good. I'm sure you could get more people on. You pay somebody from NASCAR and have them explain the nuances to this so people like me can understand it a little bit better. My buddy Eric and another guy who does uh, is on air at the uh, radio station at 1580, the fanatic here in uh, in Phoenix that I do the show with. Those two guys, they, they know NASCAR like crazy. They love it. They eat it up. They love it. All right. Well, like I think we got to figure some of this stuff out. And maybe that's where you're getting your winners from. Maybe Eric is giving you all these winners. I, I'm Maybe that's where it's happening. Nice job, Eric. Now we know. Now we know. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, listen, uh, we, we do, by the way, uh, we got we got real quick. We got NASCAR on when we got. Well, we have it on Sunday. It's at uh, the Texas Motor Speedway. And I will say this, I because we do have an all star race uh, on Wednesday night, Darren. So I, I, I don't know any odds for that, but I do know three of the last five winners there. 
Just go figure. It's Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Doesn't, you know, it's the same, same. These two are the two guys that are duking it out for points lead and to win the cup. And, uh, and they've won three of the last five there. Uh, and I will mention this uh, real quick, just a quick pick. I, I'm sure you, I don't think you have a pick for the all-star races, but there's two of them. I'm going to take uh, Clint Boyer. You can get him at four to one at the all-star open uh, in uh, he, he's since 2017 on short courses. How about this for a stat? He is the best record-wise finisher at seventh place out of all of NASCAR. Clint Boyer. So you can get him at four to one to win the race. And it's not the big guys racing in that one. So it's a, it's a smaller guys. It's the William Byron's. It's the Eric Almirola's the rookies uh, running in that. So Boyer at four to one is my pick for the all-star open. You can also get him at plus money, plus one fifteen top three. And in the main race, Kevin Harvick's the favorite at four and a half to one. Um, but in this situation, I'm going to go with a guy who's been letting me down and letting a lot of my friends down too. And that's Kyle Busch, Darren. Every week he's at the very top of the race. Something happens late. He blows it. But I'm going to give Kyle Busch. Nobody in NASCAR needs to win more than Kyle Busch. I think a lot of people will agree with that. And I think I'm going to take him at seven to one to win the race. You can get him at plus 190 to be top three. So that's uh that's the NASCAR bits this week. And I and I will have the I will have my six pack for the Texas Motor Speedway later on this week. Yeah, and I'll take I'll just throw a few names out. Let's take uh in that first race that you just talked about, uh let's take Al Marola. I think that's one of your guys that you've uh been talking about a lot lately. And let's take uh, Joey Logano in in the uh the main race there. Uh I think he's I think he's plus seven hundred as well, right, to win that race. Plus 700. Well, and you know what, Darren, it's funny you He's say due. Logano He's because due. I think, no, yes. And nobody, you know, he does have two wins this year. So I'm not going to say he needs a win this year, but he only has like three top fives this year and two wins. So he's been really struggling like Kyle Bush has. That's why I'm saying he's a little bit due here. I think he makes uh, makes up for it this weekend. Again, that's just my hunch. There's no uh, other other than that. There's really nothing behind it. Well, that's what we got for NASCAR uh, in, 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 in golf. We gave you out our picks. Also, I did want to mention uh, that brother Bry does love Webb Simpson over Tiger Woods at minus minus one forty. He thinks that, you know, Tiger might be a little bit rusty. Webb has just been on fire. Um, Darren, he's your guy too. two wins this year. Uh, just, just makes sense. I've been on the web train for years now. Uh, he's Mr. Consistent. Uh, where Tiger might not be consistent, that's a that's a really good one, uh, a really good uh, job by br- uh, brother Bry there. Uh, what is it? My- Simpsons minus one forty? Did you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. So we've we've uh, we've covered uh, those two. Now we're gonna head uh, we're gonna head to the UFC. Where um, look you. And your brother gave out excellent uh, information last week. Spot on, cold with these uh, matches. Now, a lot of favorites did win, but it still was exciting fighting. And listen, a lot of favorites won. A lot of minus 220s, 280s, 320s won. But you know what? Uh, Listen, if that's what happens, but you nailed it cold, you nailed it cold and you still won. I've been on fire uh, with my UFC picks. In fact, I think if you add them up over the last several weeks, it's something like 260 60 to one or something like that. So I've, I've, I've uh, you know, I've, I've been, been working. I've been winning some money. And I think we got two cards this week, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, and then on Saturday. Kudos to Dana White when 
he could have just done like a lot of these other sports and 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 just kind of just said, well, we'll get back to it when we can. He's giving the fans something to look forward to every weekend. They just had a terrific card this weekend, which had a lot of pay-per-view buys. I think it's maybe one of their second highest in the last like five years or so. I think it's the second highest from uh um, one of McGregor's fights, I forget what, a couple of years ago, but 1.3 million buys. Um, that's incredible at what, like $70 a buy. Um, so great job by Dana White. Uh, they're doing it. They, these guys are doing it right. Uh, and I really appreciate it as a UFC fan. It gives me something to look forward to. Some people, Cousin Sal, and I kind of agree with this, the card was... Uh, the matchups were great, but it was less than spectacular, maybe with each individual fight. Um, but that being said, it was it was still was solid. And but that just goes to show you, even some of these cards without maybe the the headliners, they've been good as well. So, yeah, I mean, I was impressed. I, I still like some of these. Like, I'll give an example last week, just watching his technique. And, you know, I don't, I'm not huge into this like you guys are, but I'm trying to follow it. And I'm and I'm uh, and I'm uh, figuring out who's good, who's not a little bit as we go on each week. And uh, I got to say, Darren, just watching that fight last week between uh, with uh, Peter Jan. Oh, yeah. he was amazing, <laughs> yeah, man. Peter, he, he was so he good. Is. He, uh, you know, Aldo came out and was very game. Aldo's one of the all-time greats. Jan, uh, and Aldo, as you can see, physically looked bigger than Jan, right? He did look bigger. Jan, he's just a, he's a machine, he's a beast. Oh my gosh, he's just, he's so good in all facets of the of the fight game. He's he's he switched to a southpaw stance, um, and was landing bombs with his weaker hand throughout much much of the fight. That's how good he is. Like because he didn't he didn't want his his lead leg to keep getting kicked, so he went to a southpaw stance and was still landing solid shots with his weaker non dominant hand. What a beast! Now you have Henry Cejudo. Um, uh, was Henry Cejudo Michael? Was Henry Cejudo calling him out? Yeah, Henry Cejudo is now calling him out. Uh, that's our producer, Michael, who's uh, in the background over there. So um, top notch, top notch. He's the man. And go, go, go Bulls, go Bulls. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, you, you be. Um, yeah. So uh, what? Right? What a what a fight! I do think I do think Holloway might have won that fight over Volkanovski. Um, I think that was the one where. A lot of people think uh, that, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm in the minority. Holloway's, got, Holloway's gotten ripped off. Holloway's gotten ripped off two two fights in a row. Yeah, I think, right? he's, he's had like some that. bad decisions. I, I, I thought that fight, he clearly won three rounds to two. Uh, that being said, I mean, it wasn't the worst decision of all time. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, you, you know, it was, you know, it was the worst decision of all time. Maybe my guy that I had on odd shark Z, Z squared gas. Oh, how did he lose? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't well, even know what he, um, two knock two knockdowns to zero. Hold on, two knockdowns to zero, and and more punches landed. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I sent to Brian uh, where every main UFC person that writes on UFC, every one of them had your guy winning. Oh. so every single so-called expert. 
at the end of the fight, had him up on the cards. And somehow he lost. And Brian had him too, by the way. Brian lost on him too. Right. Brian, Brian, Brian lost with him too. But let me ask you this. I mean, you watch this way more. Like, can you recall? I mean, honestly, just, I mean, can you recall a card that didn't have at some point during a card of 10 fights or more, which is, this is basically what it usually is, that there wasn't one decision that seemed to be dead wrong. Um, I mean, I've seen like five in a row, five fights that we've been watching this in a row since it started uh, in, you know, I think I've seen one every single time. Yeah. And that's why the people who wager on UFC get nuts about it because there you're are a lot of things you're playing with money of, and you're giving out the wrong winner. That's why. Yes. Uh, well, that, exactly right. And there's nothing you could do about it. Um, I, I, I've had some ideas, Harry, but people laugh at my scoring ideas and uh, that's it. But there's like a universal scoring that you could go to or you could be more transparent about your scoring. I don't know if that would work. I also believe. What do you think about this? Like. Well, put it this way before you get before. Let me just mention this. I was listening to I don't recall I was sports radio the other day in the car and they're telling me this is a fighter and I forgot his name. Uh, boy. Who, anyways, he's one of the popular fighters. And he's, he's saying that because of because of this thing, this, these bad, these bad decisions in these fights, that there are actually different rules in different states. Yeah. Wow. That, that's that's true. Did, did not know uh, that. I don't know how much of a difference that makes for some of these judges. I guess it it could. Yeah. How, how how much more? How much more? How much more does a leg kick factor in than it would in 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 Jacksonville as it does to Las Vegas? Very very true. Um, and it's one of these things where, for example, this is what I think could happen. Okay, like Holloway, pretty much. I wouldn't say dominates round one, but. It's a very convincing winner in round one in that Volkanovsky fight, right? Mm-hmm. Volkanovsky, if you want to say he wins round three, barely wins round three, but they're both getting equal credit for their for their round that they won, right? Even though Holloway won, his was far superior. So you might say Holloway won two of his rounds in that fight very convincingly. Well, Volkanovsky might have won two of those rounds by a whisker. So why can't we start having rate? Like why can't we have more 10 to 8.5 rounds or 10 to 9.5 rounds? Like that round was so close. We got to give a winner, but we're going to give it to Volkanovsky 10 to 9.5. Maybe that would help a little bit. I get laughed at with that, but I don't know. Guess what? Darren, I love that idea. Really? I do. I mean, you did. I mean, how do you how do you judge here? Here, here's how do you judge in the Olympics? uh, Figures, pair of figure skating. It's all eight point seven five because it's you can't. You have to have a you have to have an area of you know uh, some something something for a uh, a leeway there between the scoring. Yeah, and I'm just asking for half points increments. You know where you could do it. You know, that's why that's why why slam dunk contests in the NBA have been terrible, because you give a 50. What's a 50? What's how do you give a 49? This is what I'm saying. So maybe it's something, Harry, with with the platform that you've been given here with this best bet corner that we can make changes in the sports world. What do you think? Love it. Love it, man. Let's do it. And I mean, uh, 
we got to put that. We got we we we, we got to put that date and education to work. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's say, listen. Listen, we're starting off. We'll start off here with uh, I, Calvin Qatar, twenty-one and four, minus three twenty in the main event against Dan. What are you, Iggy? Is that you, Iggy? Iggy. Iggy. And it's Cater. It's Calvin Cater. Three twenty Cater. Two forty Aggie. Now listen. I know we we had me and you had Ed, Edson Barboza in that match uh, in his last fight, and we we thought we had that, but that was a heck of a fight. It was very good, and and this is ah man, I Harry, I, I'm a big Cater fan. I really like him. Um, I think these odds at minus three hundred, minus three twenty, I they just don't do it for me. Uh, so I like this fight. To go to the distance, uh, Cater is uh, is very well rounded, uh, and so is Ige, and I think you might see this fight go to the ground a little bit. Uh, so what I like is Cater by decision at plus two sixty uh, is the way I'm going to go uh, in this fight. Uh, Cater has knocked uh, uh, some of his last few opponents out. Uh, Ige, uh, I think. Is the guy who's going to take this to the mat a little bit, uh, and look, and he goes and he goes the distance in most of his fights too. So I think because of that, I think this is going to go five. I think this is going to go uh, the full distance at plus two sixty. Uh, you know what, Darren? I'm going to take the dog here at plus two forty to win straight up. Cater uh, three and two, only three and two in his last five, despite a twenty one and four overall record. Ige really impressed me in, in that fight against Barboza, like I said. I mean, he was a dog there. I think we still might have, sh- probably should have won barely, but we didn't get the nod there. But still, it was very impressive. He's 12-1 and one in his last 13 um, where they've, uh, where, uh, you know, so uh, I just think that this is a shot at a plus 240. 12-1 in his last 13 against a guy who's, like I said, 3-2 and two in his last five and Cater, Cater's been in one main event before, and he lost in uh, November of 2019. So uh, I don't know. I'm going to take the dog here. Yeah, it's not a bad call. Uh, I think Cater is the better fighter, but honestly, these odds, they it's it's to me amongst the worst I've seen in a fight. I think this fight is much closer. That I I I think Cater should be more like a minus 200 in this fight. Uh, I think Michael over here uh, would agree with us on that. Um, he follows this a lot too, and I think he would feel that. Right, Michael? You feel like minus 200? Might, that's what he says. About minus 200 is about the right way to go. That's why, look, I'm going to say it's going to go the distance. Uh, I think this is going to be a, I think it's a pretty good matchup. So uh, if I was going to. Uh, roll the dice on just like say just pick a winner or a loser. I don't think I would take Cater at um at minus three hundred or minus three twenty. I just wouldn't do it. So that's why I'm saying plus two sixty to win by decision for Calvin. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, you got Calvin. I got Dan. We'll see what happens here. But uh, again, he's pretty impressive. He eh? gave pretty impressive. Uh, last fight that I saw. So uh, he and he he had a he took a ton of punches. So. Uh, listen, I, he took a ton of punches. He was very impressive. And it's and what's even more impressive is that his name last name has three letters, and we could say it about a hundred different ways. So, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, Uruguay has like three letters too, you know. So. <laughs> a joke from Against All Odds back in the day, right? Okay. 
Inside joke. Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dar- you know what else I like? I- I'll throw something out here, Darren. I'll let you come, come up with another one. I got uh, uh, Murphy is, pl- is fighting Ramos. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm tying this together. I'm going by numbers and history here. I like the under t- under two and a half rounds. Uh, and-, and you can get plus 165 here. Um, in Ramos's two losses, uh, he's lost in the first round and in Murphy, uh, five of his eight wins have finished in the first round. He's eight. Oh, and one, I'm going to go under two and a half rounds here and you get plus plus one sixty five on the money. Take a shot there too. Yeah. I think if you look at the rest of this card, what I like about it is we just talked about uh cater being a minus 300. A lot of these fights are close to being like equal odds, right, Harry? Uh, on a lot of these other fights, we see a lot of like minus 130s, plus 115s uh, on this card. So uh, I do like Tim Tim Elliott. Uh, this is the uh, basically the, I wouldn't say it's it's not the co-main event, but it's uh, the second to last uh, last fight uh, of the night against Ryan Benoit. He's the one. He's the one, Darren, who screwed me when I was hot and giving out the best bet on uh, against all odds. He's the one that I went against, even though I like, even though I liked the other side, but I stayed, but because I thought the line was fishy and he tanked. Well, Elliot has fought some really good competition in his career. Um, I think uh, he's on a three fight losing streak, but I still think he's got some uh, gas left in his tank. And I think this is uh, Benoit is a fighter he can beat. Uh, he's he's fought much better competition than than him. Uh, I, I could see him winning this fight. Uh, and I kind of like an underdog and Chris. Chris Fishgold. Me too. Uh, over Jared Gordon. I, I I like Fishgold. I think he's a, uh, a good, well-rounded fighter. I kind of like him at plus 120 uh, over Gordon, who's minus 145, say. Darren. Uh, yeah. Darren, another, another, that's another fight that doesn't really make sense because of the line. Gordon has lost three of his last four, all by TKO. And Fishgold, 18 and 18, three and one, very impressive record. 13 of his 18 wins have been by submission. Yeah. And that's, that's why it's, a, again, is this a little fishy though? This Fishgold? It is on that line. It's not, it's, not a, it, it's not crazy. You're, you're saying minus 150, 140 on Gordon. It's not terrible, but still, it seems like this should be more 115 both ways. I agree with that. And I know Brother Bry, who does he like on tomorrow night? Brother Bry tomorrow likes Jimmy Rivera, minus 140 over Cody Stamen. That's interesting. I kind of like Stamen. I kind of like it the other way with Stamen. But Brother Bry knows his fighters. Uh, again, that's a toss-up of a fight. Oh, R- Rivera, 22-4, and four, and in June, he lost a decision to Peter Yan. He went the distance. Exactly. And Rivera is as tough as they come. And I just basically made a case that Elliot has lost to some good competition his last three or so fights. Rivera is the same thing. His last three losses have been against the world's best. So Stamen is kind of a step, uh, maybe a step down for him compared to what he's been fighting. But I do think Stamen, I think this is very even. And the only reason why I like Stamen is, is because you're getting plus odds next to his name at plus 115. And I think this fight is very even. And then obviously though, uh, we also have Saturday night's card as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And real quick, Darren, I, I do like also, I want to say it. 
the Rivera Stamen match. I do like have it, whatever you can take it over. Um, seven of the last eight matches for uh, Rivera have gone the distance and six of the last seven for Stamen have gone the distance. So boy, you, you got to expect that to, to go, to go the distance here. I, I agree with that. It's something where I certainly think um, maybe you they're not go- early strikers. They both have yes. a loss in common. They both lost to Sterling, like you said. So they played, they fought really good guys. The fight to go the distance is like minus 330. So it's not great, but it's something you could maybe put on a parlay, right? Sure, sure. That's exactly right. Now, now, Darren, Darren, your brother Bry on Saturday night, like you mentioned, there's a card on Saturday too. Uh, this is going to be great. This is They're having a total of four cards from Abu Dhabi uh, over a two-week period, four total cards. It's fantastic stuff. And like you said, thank God that UFC is putting this up and, 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 and putting something together for everybody every single week. It seems like it's been fantastic. No matter what country, what continent it's in. They're putting it up, and this is this is fantastic stuff. I guess let me say they very they started off in in Brazil, right? They went to America. Uh, they've been on the East Coast, the West Coast, now in the Middle East. It's fantastic stuff. On Saturday night, Brian's going with Kelvin Gastelum. I guess that's how you pronounce it. And minus a quarter over uh, Jack Hermanson. I I do agree with that. Um, Gastelum has been uh, again another guy who's been battle tested with some of the best in the ring. Uh, he, he's given some of the top guys, even though maybe in losses, given the top guys some terrific fights. Uh, it, I like Figueredo on Saturday night. He's minus 200 against Joseph Benavides. Uh, but Figueredo to me is uh, um, a guy who is climbing the ranks uh, while Benavides might be uh, on the downside of his career. I think getting that at minus 200, um, I think it's pretty fair and, you know, you might want to parlay that with Gastelum at minus 130. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of like both those guys to win on Saturday night. There we go. We got like, a, well, again, we, you know, it, it's, it's, it is what we, it is what it is, but we do have, uh, we can say at least this week, um, we've got NASCAR and we've got, um, uh, UFC both on Wednesday night. So we've got something there, Darren. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, golf still going on and NASCAR going on. Uh, we'll have that this weekend as, as well. And another UFC card, like I mentioned on Saturday. Uh, but, you know, in basically like a week real quick, Darren, before we get out of here, uh, uh, baseball's supposed to be starting on the 23rd, uh, the 29th, I believe the NBA and 30, 30th, the hockey. Um, is this going to start on the 23rd and is it going to, are we going to be able, but more than, more than that, beside it starting, will we get it finished? I don't want to be a downer here, Harry. I, 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 you know, I'm going to say, you know, oh man, it's, it's now these baseball teams are carrying a lot of players too, right? Yeah. So I, I, I do think we get to a, I, I'm going to say we get to a finish line. I think against all odds, we get to a baseball finish line. That's my, that's where I'm going to roll with Harry. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to keep it positive. I'm keeping it positive. Well, we, well you know what? I, it, it's, it's supposed to start on the 23rd. So that is, um, that is, uh, that is, um, next Thursday. Um, and also our, uh, our buddy Joey's birthday. Happy birthday, Joey. Um, and, um, Speaking of that, Harry, right? You have a birthday coming up too, and it's our our buddy Finkins' 
uh, 50th birthday today. Happy, 50th. happy birthday 50th. to Von John Finken. Von John Tusker Finken Darrow, 50 years old. Love it. Happy birthday, Tusker. Mrs. I as well, right? Uh, Right, right. Sal's mother. Sal's Absolutely. Mom and, and your birthday is two days off. Happy birthday to you, Harry. Yeah. Uh, thanks, you're still, thanks. You're still so, a youngster. So not 50 yet. Not 50 yet. Not 50 yet. Sal's 11. Sal's 11 days older than me, by the way. 11. Absolutely. Yeah, and some would and some would say he looks at least 11 years younger than you. <laughs> Some might not say that. Some might not say that. <laughs> but uh, but but you know what, Darren? I think that with this baseball and everything, I just it's just uh, it would be it it'd be nice if we can get this going and uh, and just you know just to get a one of the four major sports going. I don't know about everything else, but it would be great. I agree. Um, if we could get this going with the NBA, NHL, MLB combined with uh, soon to be NFL. It would lift a lot of spirits, right, Harry? So I know. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna wait. I was gonna. I was gonna have. Uh, I was gonna ask you for a couple, maybe player props for baseball. But let's just give it another week. Let's give it another week since the season doesn't start till uh, officially Thursday. We'll have another pod out next week on the Best Bet Corner. Uh, so, and we'll we'll come up with some baseball bets for next week to see what uh, you know. Once we know more too about what players are playing, what players are not, and what we learn uh, in a week in terms of the season itself, and if it is a go, we will have picks for the season because they do have props out right now. I believe Bet Online has a lot, a lot of player props. So next week, we'll have a little fun with that, partly, kid. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Darren, thanks again for joining. Uh, thanks again, uh, Brother Bry, for your picks this week and um, out there. And uh, he couldn't make it this week. But thanks again for being on last week, Darren. Uh, we can find you at the Chalk Talker at the Chalk Talker. And Brian is at at the Brother Bry. Sounds great. Well, everybody, listen, enjoy uh, the racing and the UFC on Wednesday night and on the weekend. Everybody stay safe. Um, this has been another another episode of the Best Bet Corner. I'm your host, Harry. Have a great week. It's the bestbetcorner.com. Join us and read every article that if, I, if you choose that I have on the site. Everybody enjoy yourself. Go to bestbetcorner.com to hear the podcast. It'll be on Twitter. My handle is AAO Harry. A.A.O. Harry on Twitter. Everybody take care. Thanks again.